This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 577. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon and Chris. And make sure you check out Marking Out. with Chris right now. <laughs> not yet, not yet. But make sure you check out MarkingOut.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. That's right. We even have a TikTok. Make sure you check us out on all accounts. And make sure that you check out Manscaped.com. Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off. And also free shipping and handling. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I am doing <laughs> great. Yeah, how about, uh, how was your week? It was decent. I, uh, still been just trying to learn everything with my iPhone and get everything in order. I've been adding, like, profile pictures to people <laughs> from my phone book. Yeah, that's definitely something I did not take the time to do outside of, like, five people, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously there's not everyone's getting a profile picture. I don't think uh, I'm leaving off people that I might not speak to. Mm hmm. So, yeah. but I did Bye. that. I also uh, I made some turkey bolognese sauce and uh, I put too much cayenne pepper in. But so it was like spicy, but it was so good. I'm never a fan of cayenne pepper. Uh, I think it adds to it. I think it's nice to have in dishes, but I did uh, give it a little too much of a shake. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my week. How about yourself? Nice. My week was uh, really, really incredible. But there was a pay-per-view that took place. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your week. What do you mean? Yeah, no, it was great. But this I pay-per-view. You, I thought you almost uh, ran into a wrestler. <laughs> no. But this pay-per-view took place in Saudi Arabia. WWE presents Elimination Chamber. Um, kicking off with Rey Mysterio, picking up a victory over The Miz. I didn't expect there to be a kickoff show match. Um, Yeah, I didn't expect that either. Especially this with crowd, it being The Miz. This crowd, though, was super hot for this match. Yeah, I was really, really happy to hear that reaction to really the entire card. The entire card was, everybody was really over. Yeah, I thought it was a great opener. Dominic got involved a few times behind the referee's back, and Miz tried to use a chair that Dominic wrestled away from the Miz only for the referee to turn around and see Dominic and kick him from ringside. Well, that's what happens when you cheat. Yeah, Miz tried to take advantage of that, but Rey Mysterio picked up the victory. And then Miz attacked Ray afterwards, and Dominic made the save. And later on in the night, Miz spoke about Ray Mysterio and Dominic cheating and said that he'll find himself an international superstar to be his tag team partner against the Mysterios. 
the news sites like almost instantly were like, it's not Cody Rhodes, it's this person. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. <laughs> Here's spoilers. Everybody with their spoilers. It was Logan Paul, but we'll get to that much later on. Yeah. First match that kicked off the actual show saw Roman Reigns pick up the victory over Goldberg to retain the WWE Universal Championship. Goldberg getting booed. Yeah, Goldberg uh, not over. Um, But this match, last match that he had in Saudi Arabia was at Crown Jewel against Bobby Lashley in that no-holds-barred match or whatever it was, which I didn't think sucked. And this match here, I thought it was a good match. You know... I, it was what I expected it to be. You know, it was a f- relatively quick match. Yeah, yeah we, we, got, we got two spears. We got the jackhammer that got reversed into the guillotine choke, the guillotine choke to tap was the end of the match. Not even tap him out. He passed out, yeah, he right? he passed out. And I thought that was, I thought this was a really good match. And I saw some people were like, this match sucked, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I what don't did you, think so. That's the thing. I, I feel like people have too much expectations out of, Goldberg matches period like what do you really expect is going to do you are they expecting well, no this I to... think people don't even want to see Goldberg in the first place because they think it's already going to suck yeah I could see that I could but see I that. don't think that match sucked I don't think his second to last match sucked no I agree with you it does what it has to do I mean obviously these fans would never have been fans of WCW back then because most of his matches were Less than a minute. I think a lot of people, given uh, if you take like the the 2022 IWC and plant them into the the 90s, I don't think a lot of them would like the product. I agree with you. I think that it wouldn't be over. I think that I think I think that fans are just greedy. I think they're very greedy and spoiled. But thank goodness Roman Reigns retained. Uh, next up, you had the Elimination Chamber, where uh, Bianca Belair picking up the victory. But these entrances, I mean, wh- what did you think about Alexa Bliss when she came out? I like that she had a swing for her pod. Yeah, I like that she went like face to face with everyone too. Like, and she like leaned into the cage with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, like m- kind of like mimicking her, mocking her. I like that they all had actual gear this time. Yeah. It wasn't just like a heavy t-shirt over there, Mm -hmm. like a long gimmick or whatever. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Nikki A.S.H. was eliminated first by Rhea Ripley. Um, I said it already. I'm over this entire thing. And there was really nothing out of this, you know? There was really nothing out of Rhea Ripley and uh, Nikki. There was nothing big that took place it was just a relatively laxative elimination didn't do well, anything we saw live live morgan took out dewdrop alexa bliss took out live morgan and then bianca belair took out rhea ripley and alexa bliss to add to that yeah i mean it was unfortunate that live morgan got eliminated but on the other hand look who eliminated her you know right i, w- I wouldn't mind it's- seeing a program of live morgan and alexa bliss it's hard for me to look at the WrestleMania match and not see Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley in it. And I guess Rhea Ripley at this point won't be in it. But I really still feel like Alexa Bliss should have won. But then, I, it, then it goes back to the whole thing where 
Bianca Belair was the champion. Becky Lynch makes a surprise return, pins her like within what was like 30 seconds or whatever. Not even. Yeah. And now here we are again, WrestleMania season, and she's going into it against Becky Lynch as the challenger. And I think Bianca Belair needs to win that match and become the champion at WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with that part. I disagree with the aspect of Alexa Bliss. I don't think that she should have won. I think that Bianca Belair I just winning, think given how, how she was like the last entrant, they were keeping it a secret for whatever reason. Yeah, that I didn't. I don't know why they kept it a secret. It wasn't, but I think that Bianca Belair winning was who I think that is the most important to pick up that victory. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. You know, but... Next up, you had Ronda Rousey and uh, Naomi pick up the victory over Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Rousey's gear. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was pretty cool at first. Uh, I thought uh, going into this, I thought for sure Ronda Rousey was going to have the worst gear given her Royal Rumble attire. Mm-hmm. But she came out in her Olympics gi that she won a bronze medal with, and I thought that was a very clever way to to have her be covered up yeah and i thought it was pretty cool but she had her one arm tied behind her back for this match uh, yeah i didn't I even pretty... i didn't even think about that aspect about the uh, having to be covered up yeah 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 i thought That's it was a pretty decent match ronda rousey was still able to use the arm bar and with one arm yeah charlotte flair saw it and she just let it happen yeah but and they that's officially announced as the night two main event. Now I don't remember. I, I think can't it tell was you. maybe it was the night one. Yeah, it was it, night one will feature Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair in the main event. Well, there you have it. There you have it. After that, we saw Drew McIntyre pick up the victory over Madcap Moss in a false count anywhere match. Don't think this needed to be a false count anywhere match going, or it didn't, I should say, going into it. Then we see this match as soon as the bell rings. Happy Corbin jumps in, and I realize, like, oh, yeah, I guess now it makes sense why it's a false count anywhere match. Scary spot in this match. McIntyre hit that reverse Alabama Slamma to to Madcap Moss, and he landed right on his head. Straight up, right on his neck, slammed it down, looked absolutely brutal, and it turns out that he's perfectly fine, which is, like, insane. But McIntyre hit that Claymore on Madcap Moss while he had Angela in his hand, which was maybe the craziest thing I've ever seen (laughs) wrestling-wise. Like, not, not maybe the craziest, but, like, that's a pretty crazy thing to do a move with a an actual sword. Yeah, that was very uh I don't I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. After that, Becky Lynch picked up the victory over Lita to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Still absolutely crazy to see Lita in a one-on-one match in 2022. Yeah, and this match it was pretty decent, you know. She hit yeah, all of her it, yeah. she hit all of her big moves, uh including she hit uh Trish Stratus's Stratosphere. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a nice little inclusion, you know. She hit even hit the moon salt and everything. Yeah. After she hit that lead assault, it looked like she was really about to win that match. I thought there was no way she was going to, but it really looked like it, she could have won right there. Mhm. 
So, and she was, it was incredible. So I'm hoping maybe we get more Lita. Uh, I'm okay. Well, I'm, I'm okay. hoping that we do. After that, we were supposed to see the Usos taking on the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Never happened because the Usos ended up jumping the Viking Raiders before the match. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. You know, I get it. You want to build up the um, um, Usos, especially with their association with Roman Reigns. But uh, it's it's the Viking Raiders. Like, how do you... Like, how do we... It's not War Machine, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely not War Machine. But, yeah. Main event saw Barack Lesnar pick up the victory over Matt Riddle, Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley to become the new WWE Champion. Right off the bat, I had popped for Austin Theory taking all those selfies with everybody in the pod. That was funny. I was going to say, this goes back to what I said last week. The dude has the best gimmick going around. He's the best, like, gimmick for being a mark. Yeah, there's nobody, uh, I don't think there's anybody with selfies inside the Elimination Chamber outside of uh, maybe a WrestleMania meet and greet. Yeah. I mean, he even has a a selfie that uh, Brock Lesnar took of him. I mean, it was from Monday Night Raw the week before. But even still, I thought... I liked also, well, speaking of, I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um... Seth Rollins, pretty early on in the match, powerbombed Austin Theory through Bobby Lashley's pod. And Lashley was taken out by agents and medical staff. And it they said that Lashley's not cleared due to concussion protocol. News sites, however, said that Lashley went into this match injured. And he was probably injured at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So that's why we haven't seen Lashley wrestling at all, and that's why he did not get physical mm-hmm. in this match. And um, it was, I don't mean, even on Monday Night Raw, they were still building up the whole concussion thing. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of this. I think that's weird, yeah. Yeah, I think that if he, if they knew that he was supposed to, if he couldn't compete, I would have rather them just been honest and say, unfortunately, due to injury, he can't compete. Strip him of the championship. And I don't think have... they can do that given how big of a show it was going into Saudi Arabia and whatnot. I think true. Had you just done the angle where he got injured during it, I would have been fine with. Yeah, yeah. But the concussion thing—that's goofy to me. But. When it came time for Bobby Lashley to enter the match, Brock Lesnar ends up kicking his way through the glass, which apparently, I guess, news sites again said that was not planned, and Brock, like, shoot, did that. Who knows? It wasn't meant to be broken. Yeah, so he kicks his way through it, enters, and Brock Lesnar basically did what Shayna Baszler did, and it literally took everybody out. Yeah. It came down to him and Austin Theory. Which is cool that Austin Theory made it all the way through. Yeah, Austin Theory was actually able to get Brock Lesnar down. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is very true. He did actually get a lot of... He survived really long with uh, Brock Lesnar. But he climbed climbed all the way up, tried to get out. And Brock caught up to him. They're both on top of the pod, and he hits him with an F5. He F5s him off of the, the, the pod. Mm-hmm. I want to do that in the video game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to, but I like 
I think it was probably after that spot, Brock Lesnar motioning to take selfies with Austin Theory before he picks up the victory. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that was Elimination Chamber. Let's get on to some sports entertainment. We're still there, brother. What do you mean? Yeah, I guess we're still on the sports entertainment. But now we are on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which kicks off Brock Lesnar almost immediately cut off by Paul Heyman. And he brought up how Brock Lesnar is going to be having to defend the WWE Championship in two weeks at Madison Square Garden. And he won't make it to WrestleMania as champion because of that. I like this promo back and forth between him and Lesnar. Yeah, and Brock's told Paul that he's showing up to SmackDown. It was announced that it's going to be a contract signing on SmackDown. Um, I thought it was really cool that they pushed Madison Square Garden on television. Yeah, that is very true. That was a cool point. But who will be Brock's opponent? They're hmm. still advertising. The The original match announced was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Lashley was champion mm-hmm. at the time. I'm thinking maybe we could have even... I'm thinking maybe we were supposed to see Brock Lesnar defeat Bobby Lashley. Hmm. And get that championship at Madison Square Garden. But now who will be his opponent? Yeah. A lot of people are like, you want to make this something special? Cody Rhodes. I don't see it. But oh, come on. Anything is possible here. Come on, brain. Uh-uh. Anything is possible. Mm-mm. Will you please? I, I don't think that's a, a smart thing to have Cody Rhodes because if Cody Rhodes shows up at Madison Square Garden and has to face Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, I feel like I said that like Vince McMahon. The <laughs> WWE Championship, I, Cody would have to win. Mm-hmm. And that's just not happening. Yeah, no, this isn't happening, people. Let so it go. So who do you think would be his opponent? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it and get back to you on that one. But It'd be interesting next, to see. Yeah. Next up, you had Alpha Academy pick up the victory over Street Profits. Um, I'm really happy Alpha Academy is still continuing rolling on. Yeah. Dawkins hitting a huge dive to the outside. Normally, it's uh, Montez Ford doing that. I like that. And I like that uh, really nice hot tag from Montez Ford where he jumped super high over Chad Gable to get it. Mm-hmm. And I thought the finish was really good. Montez Ford got Otis up and uh, fell back with Otis on top of him. And Chad Gable held Montez Ford's leg down so he couldn't kick out. Yeah, I was very, very happy to see all that. And um... Later on, Alpha Academy, they got interviewed about the main event. And Chad Gable called it disgusting that Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens complained their way into getting a maybe title shot and then he did a little steiner-esque 3.33.3 percent joke i thought that was funny after that we saw tomaso champa speak about dolph ziggler coming to nxt and disrespecting his home and he needed a partner for a match against the dirty dogs and who shows up it's finn balor we see finn balor and tomaso champa pick up a victory over the dirty dogs 
Which is really cool. I mean, it was really cool to see Balor step up and be in this matchup. Especially, it's like Balor's been gone for for a bit. Has he? Yeah. I feel like he was just on TV. No. Like two weeks ago. No. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. But I like that we're getting the aspect of NXT being pushed on television. Yeah. Finn Balor, the last time we saw him was January 17th. Wow. He lost to Austin Theory. January 17th. Okay, that wasn't too far away. But it's still far for far enough that you aren't expecting for it to be Balor. It's not I like guess. a huge return or anything. It's yeah. Just, it was just like, I, yeah. I would have liked for Champa to actually hit the fairy tale ending here, but... For him to get the win regardless, I thought was great. Hmm. Yeah. After that, we saw Miz TV where he had that huge surprise with the international superstar to be his tag team partner against the Mysterios. He even uh, teased it being Cody by calling him dashing. And WWE has been teasing Cody stuff. Uh, The Mysterios cut it off before Miz introduced who the partner was. And Ray basically said that whoever his partner is going to be, they don't deserve to be there. And he wasn't wrong. Well, Miz ends up questioning if Dominic deserves to be there. He's not wrong. (laughs) What are you talking about? He's got. And then Miz introduced that it's Logan Paul. And to me, if Logan Paul's willing to put in the work, which I really feel like he is, given how much he works. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I'm good with that guy never being on my TV. Well, again, if he's putting on the, putting in the work. Yeah, I don't care. Bye. It's a pretty stiff, uh, what's it, a uh, skull crushing finale that he hit. Yeah. Also not to the camera side. Kid's going to have to learn. Yeah, rookie. <laughs> you got to train him, dude. After that, Rhea Ripley picked up the victory over Nikki A.S.H. And I did say this last week. I hope this is done. I said this at the chamber. I hope this is done. But then they have this match where it literally has to be the end of this. It wasn't a bad match to me. It just has to be the end. Has to. Yeah. I really don't want this to continue at all. I like that suplex, though. Rhea Ripley held Nikki A.S.H. up for a pretty long time. That was a cool spot, but not cool enough for me to want this to continue. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the end. Also, I thought it was cool that uh, Nikki, A.S.H., Nikki A.S.H. had a new version of her attire, too. So now we've mm. seen three yeah. different versions. She had that. She had a really nice uh, gimmick at Elimination Chamber, the full body one that... Was just a variation of her gear. True. Next up, you had Damian Priest picked up the victory over Shelton Benjamin. Damian Priest uh, on quite a tear, breaking records. What do you mean records? He is a record-setting holder. For what? The longest reigning? Yeah, longest reigning. Uh, Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's the longest reigning and defending. Well, regardless of that, Shelton Benjamin, last week I complained that they came out to the Hurt Business theme song. Mm -hmm. This week he came out to his theme song that he used with Chad Gable. 
<laughs> which which one is that? I'm not gonna sing it. Oh, but it's a theme song that Shelton Benjamin used to have with Gable, and I just like Jeff Hardy got no more words back. Why is Shelton Benjamin not getting eight no stopping me? Yeah, that would be nice. The match, though, it was somewhat of a quick match, but Shelton Benjamin got some offense in. I think everybody knew the outcome of it. But Yeah, uh, everybody bigger, could have predicted that one. Yeah, the bigger part is Damian Priest cutting a promo about beating everybody and being champion and how it's Mania season. And he wants a high-caliber opponent for WrestleMania. He wants his opponent to be of world championship caliber. And everyone's like, oh my god, it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but I mean, given every single person that had the microphone on Monday Night Raw alluded to something Cody Rhodes related. Yes. Uh, but it's it, Finn Balor came out and accepted that. Yeah, great. NXT throwback, right? <sighs> I mean, whatever. Yeah. Woohoo. Next up, you had Reggie. Uh... I was a fan of this part. He addressed Dana Brooke, and he got the what treatment while he was trying to apologize. So the fans, I don't think, were into this. But I feel like you and I were definitely both into this segment. Yeah, I I thought it was a clever way to get the title change. Um... He called for a referee and laid down for Dana Brooke, ends up kicking out, <laughs> and uh, he's like, it's just a reflex, it's just a reflex. Goes for another pin, kicks out, and then she kisses him, and that is a kissing pin. A kissing pin. So Dana um, Brooke won the 24-7 championship. The so 24-7 guys and girls ran out. Akira Tozawa is up on the apron and ends up getting pushed off the apron into Tamina's arms. And he himself went for a kiss on Tamina. And I thought that was funny because she just like threw him to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really funny too. I mean, I love the 24-7 championship. And just to backtrack, uh, Priest, he became the, um, he's the longest running champion in the company's brand division era. He's held the title for 186 days. Okay, that's what I, I was like. There's no way he's like one of the longest reigning champions. No. But yeah, that's still, that's good. Yeah, for sure. After that, Bianca Belair spoke about winning at the Elimination Chamber. And Becky Lynch came out. And, um... Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, he's he's held the longest reigning uh, of the new era, he held the title for 186 days. The longest reign is still Dean Ambrose at 351, okay. but then but then it goes to Damian Priest. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. Priest also now holds the record for the longest U.S. Championship reign with the current title design. So there you go, a little bit of clarity on that one. But Damian Priest, I mean, look at the people he's defeated: AJ Styles, Rude, Ziggler, Miz, Owens, Hardy. You know, Priest so has how been are you going to a... complain when he's going to defeat Balor? 
It's a good list. It is. It is a good list. It is a very good list. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Balor versus, I mean, because I'm all, like, whenever they have an open challenge, I'm like, don't tell me till WrestleMania. I mean, I know you have to build it up. But on the other hand, Priest and Balor can easily be match of the night. I believe. I think both have it in there. I uh, will see. Now you're going full like grudge on me. Uh, I'm not like doubting that, but I just feel like there's going to be a lot more coming. Yeah, I'm sure. But Bianca Belair spoke about winning that match, and she spoke about Becky Lynch and how she is the hardest working woman in WWE. Becky Lynch came out and said that the reason why Bianca Belair is able to main event WrestleMania is because she did it first. Belair's like, I did it better. Which match did you enjoy more? Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte versus Becky or Sasha versus Bianca Belair? What was the first one? Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky. I was a fan of that one more. I think I was a I, fan I, of Bel Air and Sasha more. I'm 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 a big fan of triple threat matches because of the how everything <laughs> could take place. That WrestleMania 35 triple threat match was like a a doozy. Because yeah. I'm sitting there in a hotel room in Florida. It's way past midnight, I feel like. Not way past, but it's like after midnight by the time that match was like the entrances were even happening. Yeah. So that was like a that was a crazy uh match. <laughs> but um Bianca Belair said that she took Becky Lynch's advice and went to the back of the line, became the sole survivor at Survivor Series, went on to win the Elimination Chamber, and now she'll go on to WrestleMania to hopefully take that title from Becky Lynch. That would be nice. She, she had a match against Dewdrop where she picked up that victory. Becky Lynch sat on commentary, which served as a distraction in the match, but she was able to recover from that eventually. And then we saw Bianca Belair hit that huge powerbomb, followed up with the KOD, and picked up the victory. So, I thought that was a good victory. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. After um, that, we saw Edge come out, sit down in the middle of the ring, and talk about WrestleMania. And spoke about listening to the radio for results for WrestleMania 3. He spoke about his first WrestleMania with the company and how he had to wait, I believe it was two more years, to actually be on the card. And stole the show on that WrestleMania. And he shouted out Devon here, where apparently he had spinal surgery and won't be able to wrestle anymore, which is unfortunate. Mm. But nice. Edge spoke about WrestleMania 21. He spoke about Money in the Bank against um, uh, WrestleMania 22 against uh, Mick Foley. WrestleMania 24 against Undertaker. And then WrestleMania 27, where he thought that was going to be his last match. And from there, he immediately moves on to 37. He didn't mention uh, he didn't mention WrestleMania 36. Who is his I opponent? That was weird. Orton. Remember, huh. everybody complained about that match. That's I. That's weird. 
Yeah, but he said that he needs it. And WrestleMania needs him. And he wants somebody to step up. He wants a big opponent. And I really like that line. Fight me at WrestleMania and I'll make you live forever. I like that too. I mean, and of course, there was even more stuff in here where people were like, oh, it's Cody. Yeah, but I really do think all signs point to AJ Styles. Both of them want this match. That would be really cool. Yeah, so I'm looking forward. Hopefully it's Edge versus AJ Styles. Uh, Earlier in the night, we saw Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins where they were asked about WrestleMania. And they said that when they beat RK Bro, they'll be adding, they'll be added to the uh, the tag team championship match in two weeks. Kevin Owens also again trashing Texas here, and then we yeah, go to the I main mean, event. Even... Go on. Yeah. No, I was gonna say even on Twitter, somebody tweeted to Kevin Owens and Kevin about beer, and Kevin Owens responded, "I hate beer." <laughs> like so. They are really setting up that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin aspect. Yeah. But, yeah. Main event, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins picked up the victory over RK-Bro. Alpha this... Academy barred from ringside. This was a dope match. I agree with you. I love this tag team of Rollins and, and KO. Yeah, I like that Swanton followed up by the Frog Splash by the both of them. Um, Seth Rollins ended up hitting a stomp on Randy Orton outside the ring. So Matt Riddle had nobody to tag in. And then we got a turnbuckle powerbomb, a stunner, a stomp leading to the end of the match. And it all started, it was a reversal of, uh, um, Riddle went for an RKO and he got caught and Seth Rollins was there to hoist him up for a powerbomb and he that led to the end of the match. I thought that was so good. It sets up the triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team Championships in two weeks on Monday Night Raw. And I thought it was a really nice ending to, to the show. I agree with you. I thought that it was a good ending. It was entertaining too. But let's get on to some NXT. It opened up with Braun Breaker. Saying that over his dead body, someone's going to be taking that championship from him. He's walking in and out of Stand and Deliver as champion, which is now confirmed to be taking place noon for us. The night of the day of WrestleMania, night one. <laughs> That'd be a rough weekend. The Hall of Fame I is can't. after SmackDown. I can't do it. NXT TakeOver on Saturday, WrestleMania on Saturday, WrestleMania on Sunday, Raw, NXT, when does it stop? It's not going to. And then AEW. <laughs> but, did, uh, what did they announce? Nothing. They're not even going to be in Texas then. They're. I think they're doing East Coast stuff still. Hmm. That's like to me bizarre. For some reason, they're not hitting the the West Coast until May. They're doing uh, they they announced Double or Nothing in Vegas, but I feel like that's I don't know how you don't capitalize on Mania mm-hmm. weekend. Which like last yeah. year they said they weren't going to, and then they ended up running 
a live event, their their only live event ever <laughs> against SmackDown. No, nah. But um, Dolph Ziggler came out and spoke about how he wants the title. And when he decides the time, it'll be his. And I, I like the line that Dolph Ziggler said here was, you are the guy in Orlando. So I thought that was nice. Ziggler told him to take the night off and just watch the main event. Mm-hmm. First match of the evening saw Grayson Waller pick up the victory over L.A. Knight. Sanga ended up holding Waller, and Knight wasn't able to hit his finish. Yeah, Knight. And then Waller rolled up uh, L.A. Knight and grabbed the trunks to pick up the victory. Yeah. But L.A. Knight attacked Grayson Waller afterwards. He evaded Sanga. And left both of them on the mat. He got out of there pretty quickly, and the fans love him. Yeah, the fans, yeah. the fans absolutely love him. I like that when they he was doing. I think he was doing punches or whatever. The fans were chanting, "Yeah." <laughs> After that, we saw a training video package of Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez for the Dusty Classic, where they were working out this week the way Cora Jade wanted to, which was some tree climbing gimmick, some like extreme tree climbing thing and Raquel Gonzalez doesn't like heights. I think there was zip lining in there too. Yeah. They, they, I think the zip lining was like their big finale. Like the last thing that they did. Yeah. Um, but earlier in the night, we also saw Dakota Kai questioning Wendy Chu about the dusty cup and how she didn't tell her. And Wendy Chu's like, I, I did. I told your friend that you're always talking to. And Dakota Kai, I think she tried to get out of it, but that they're going to be in it as a tag team. Yeah. Um, the Toxic Lounge was announced where Toxic Attraction will be watching the Dusty Classic from. Which I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, and they're watched, they watched the first match. Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray picked up the victory over Lash Legend and Amari Miller to advance. Uh, it was a pretty quick match. Yeah, you knew, you knew the... You knew what was going to happen. Yeah, it went how you'd expect it to. I feel like they didn't. I don't think they did a good enough job at building the teams up. Yeah, the, this team. It was. I don't know. It was very random. But like if you I, watch two hundred five live, and maybe level up. I'm not sure if they teamed up on there. I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. Then you know that Lash Legend and Amari Miller have maybe been teaming. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of the people watching wouldn't have known that. Not at all. After that, we saw Briggs and Jensen. Um, I keep wanting to say Brooks and Jensen, but it's literally Brooks Brooks Jensen. Um, but Briggs wanted him to shoot a video for a dating site since he's been friend-zoned with Hayden <laughs> Carter. Yeah, and he kept that's... screwing it up. And uh, this segment happened more than once. At one point, Fallon Henley walked in and she's like, bro, you could you could just take a picture. <laughs> and Briggs kind of like laughed it off because he knew that. So I don't know if they're... I, I kind of hope they don't break them up. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to them breaking up. 
I think the more tag teams you have, the better. And I think they're they're a good fit as a team together. That's true. That's true. After that, Dante Chen spoke about Duke Hudson before their match, but Duke Hudson ends up picking up the victory. Dante Chen, though, did attack Duke Hudson during the entrance, and he showed some fire in this match. But it was over pretty quickly. Yeah, there wasn't anything really to to say besides that. It was just a quick match. Yeah, and then later on, Persia Parada praised Duke Hudson, and they made out. And Indy Hartwell walked in on it, and Persia ends up running off, and Duke brought up the history between him and Indy Hartwell. And Loomis overheard it and walked off, and Indy had to go chase him. So... That happened. After that, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams came out. They hyped, um, Carmelo Hayes hyped himself up and put over his match from last week. And Trick Williams brought up Stand and Deliver. And they got cut off by Pete Dunn, who basically said that Pete, uh, that Carmelo Hayes hasn't beaten him yet and challenged him to a match next week. Hayes accepted, and Cameron Grimes attacked them from behind, which sets up a match also. Yeah, Cameron Grimes picking up the victory over Trick Williams. I mean, and you can see on the face of Carmelo how when he was watching at the end and Trick Williams, he was not happy. No, and it's honestly, though, it's nice to see Trick wrestle again. It's been two months since he wrestled on NXT. Wow, I didn't even realize it was that long. Yeah, but... Carmelo Hayes tried to distract Cameron Grimes. Grimes shook it off, hit a, a nasty crossbody before hitting the, the cave-in. Yeah, that crossbody looked really intense. It looked weird. Yeah, it looked like uh, it could have been really uh, damaging, but yeah, we looked, haven't heard anything, so. Could have been messy. Uh, do you think this is going to lead to like a six-man ladder match or something for the title? <sighs> it could. I mean, why not? It could yeah. happen. But next up, you had Chase U. Um, these, I like, yeah. I like how it said Von Wagner had no intestinal fortitude for what he did. <laughs> and uh, Andre Chase is pissed off and he wants to beat Von Wagner up. And later on, Robert Stone accepted the match. So that's going to be taking place next week. There's no chance Von Wagner loses. None at all. But talking about losing, someone not losing, Nikita Le- uh, Lyons making her debut, right? It was her debut. Well, TV for NXT, yeah. Yeah, TV NXT debut, picking up a victory over Kayla Inlay. Um, There's definitely promise. And she was super over with the, the crowd. The crowd loved her. I, I go back and forth. I saw us. I, I don't like her finisher. I don't like the, the split legged. What? Thing. That's not her finisher, brother. Well, I mean, the way that she finished it with that. I, I, I thought always, that was I, great. I always, I not, I'm just not a fan of that pin. Well, I thought the match started off a bit slow and basic. Yeah. But that, that was a really nice spinning roundhouse kick. It was. She did throw a ton of kicks during that. Yeah, and then ended it with that split-legged drop kick. Or not drop kick, uh, <laughs> leg drop. Yeah, kind of like Alicia Fox. Think, uh, or no, Melina. Melina. 
Yeah, and I also uh, Cameron that one time or so. Yeah, probably. I think I think yeah. it's a fine move for her to use though. Mm-hmm. After that, well, the Creed brothers came out with Malcolm Bivens, and they spoke about how Imperium hasn't defended the titles in weeks, basically putting them on notice, given that they won the Dusty Cup. Imperium came out, and Gunther said that he will not allow them to be spoken to like that. And Marcel Bartel basically saying that they're never going to be taking the titles from them. It led to a brawl between the four of them. Also left Gunther and Malcolm Bivens face-to-face in the ring, only for Solo Sokoa to jump in, dropping Gunther. I really just want to say Walter. Can we say Walter? Is that yeah, a thing? let's just call. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. Like, let's just call him Walter. He drops Walter, and Solo Sokoa got a match. Got himself a match against Walter next week, and Malcolm but- Bivens ends up thanking him for what he did. But Solo Sokoa was like, "It it wasn't for you. It's for yeah." Me. I really like this part. I liked how uh, Walter like wound up to go for that chop too, only to have it stopped. And I his thought for rea- sure Solo Sokoa was getting dropped there. I thought I I did too. I was surprised that he came out on top of this. Yeah, you know I thought that that was really awesome to see. Uh, after that, Joe Gacy and Harland had a, a, a backstage video air where they showed footage of them and Draco Anthony in a disagreement at the Performance Center at night, or early in the morning, I guess, since they knew that he was going to be there working out. So Harland will be facing Draco Anthony next week, and Joe Gacy wants Anthony to join them. I don't don't know if I want to see that, but I feel like that's the direction they might go in. I hope not. I mean, I'm fine with the two in, of in them. In like some sense, it's like it gives both of them, all three of them, something to do. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess so. That's true. But next up, you had Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro pick up the victory over Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley to advance in the Dusty Classic as Toxic Attraction watched on. Paxley and Nile made their debut as a team on Level Up last week. And I feel like WWE needed to build this. There should have been something here. Yeah, there should have been something here to be like, if you don't watch Level Up or something, who is Tatum Paxley? I don't know. There's no video package or anything, but I'm glad that Catanzaro picked up the victory with that really nice neckbreaker 450 combo from the two of them. And afterwards, Ivy Nile locked Paxley in the Dragon Sleeper. She was pissed off that they they lost. I do think that Paxley is going to be continuing on with the Diamond Mine, though. I think so, too. I think so, too. And that was just one of those, like, teachable moment things. Yeah. Yeah. I Main event that. saw Dolph Ziggler defeat Tommaso Ciampa. Right off the bat, I didn't like that they kept saying this was Ziggler's first match in NXT. It's not the case. Ziggler's wrestled on NXT television multiple times. But I did like this match. 
and it was fun to, t- I, to, to see Dolph Ziggler there. I like it, too. I like it, too. I thought that it was just awesome to see Ziggler there. And, and then, I thought it was really cool. Big return to NXT. Uh, camera guy ends up attacking Tommaso Ciampa behind the referee's back. I'm sitting there. Who the absolute hell could that be? Dolph Ziggler ends up hitting a super kick, wins the match, and it turned out to be Robert Roode. I don't know how I didn't see that. <laughs> like, coming. like That's beyond me. I don't know. But he made his return to NXT, which I thought was great as well. Yeah. They continued the beatdown, and Braun Breaker made the save, and it led to the four of them brawling, and Braun Breaker challenged them to a match. And it was a very hot ending to NXT this week. And it's going to be leading to an exciting tag team match between the two. Yeah, Dirty Dogs versus Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. And it's like, I don't think Robert Roode wants the NXT championship, but Ciampa wants the title. Ziggler wants the title. Of the four of them, Ziggler's never held it. Would you mind if if Stand and Deliver was like a fatal four-way or a triple threat or something where Ziggler won the title? Not at all. Not at all. I would love it. I would love it. You know? But that is NXT. Moving over to NXT UK, which kicked off with a male picking up the victory over Zaya Brookside. I like this match. We saw more of Zaya Brookside throwing like mini tantrums that she's been like... Over the past few weeks now, she's been like a spoiled brat. And I feel like neither of them are going to end up in WWE 2K22. But I really hope they do, and I feel like they should. But we saw Sid Scala backstage speaking with Gallus and Noam Dar and Shaw Samuels about what happened last week. And it turned out that Johnny Saint made a match for the NXT UK Heritage Cup for Joe Coffey in two weeks against Noam Dar. And it also set up Mark Coffey versus Shaw Samuels. So I'm looking forward to both of those matches. We saw Dave Mastiff still training Jack Stars backstage where Jack Stars cut holes in Pretty Deadly's shirts because they made like off comments to them or whatever. And Pretty Deadly was pissed off about, about that, but like they already wear shirts with holes in them, so I don't know why they'd be pissed off about that. Yeah. Um... Rohan Raja picked up the victory over Danny Jones, which is just another victory for Di Familia here. And he continued the beatdown afterwards. Dempsey joined in. He kind of looked like he was reluctant reluctant to join in, but uh, did so regardless. And I thought that was weird. We saw a video package for Symbiosis, which was like a really creepy vignette. But I'm wondering if Wild Boar is now ready to return. He's been injured, and last January, I think he was out with an ACL injury. So that that should be enough time for an ACL injury, right? Uh, Since January 2020? Uh, 2021, I mean. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe he's going to be coming back. I'm looking forward to that because we've never seen symbiosis with Wild Boar. So that should be cool. Mako Satamora had a celebration for some reason. I didn't really get why, but she was being celebrated, which got cut off by Isla Dawn, who needs the championship. She ends up kicking Mako down, so that sets up a match for those two. Sam Gradwell, we saw, yelling about what Kenny Williams did to his hair and then threatened him, so I'm assuming that'll be a match. 
And then Nathan Fraser challenged Ilya Dragunov to a title match. And Ilya Dragunov accepted. So that's taking place next week. That should be a super hot match. That should be awesome. And then the main event saw Mustache Mountain pick up the victory over Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith to retain the NXT UK Championships. I definitely didn't think Mustache Mountain would lose here at all. So I'm happy they retained. And it was still an enjoyable match that... Uh, ended uh, controversially. It uh, Tyler Bate ended up knocking Smith out, but he got his foot on the rope, and the referee didn't see, and Trent Seven knocked the foot off the rope. That's kind of like a heel thing to do, I feel. But I still enjoyed it. They did some cool wrestling uh, tag team moves in that match, but... That is NXT UK. We're not speaking about SmackDown this week because I'm uh, going away. But Cesaro, some big news came out about Cesaro this week where his contract apparently just expired. They couldn't reach a deal or whatever, so he's no longer with WWE. Crazy. But again, we, we have seen this before where the contract expires and they end up signing back on. So it could be one of those situations, uh, but nobody knows at this moment. Obviously, both of us, I mean, I feel like there's not a single wrestling fan that didn't want to see him be WWE champion. Of course. I think everybody did. So if he is done with WWE, I feel like that's unfortunate, but wherever he lands next, hopefully they do let him go to that place where where he should be at the top. Of course. I mean, everybody wants to see that. And I personally hope he goes to AEW. Maybe we'll see the Kings of Wrestling reunite. That would be incredible. I mean, I know Chris really wants to see uh, Cesaro go to uh, PWG. Do yeah. an event there. You know, but I'm, you know, it's one of those double-edged swords where I'm happy because it seems like it's something that he wants to, he wanted to be done with. But again, you know? we don't know if he's going to end up signing. It could be like the next day, boom, signs back on. You know, it, it's one of those things where as if the wrestler is happy at the end of the day, then why does anybody have the right to be upset over it, you know? So hopefully Cesaro is just happy with all of this. Right. I mean, but yeah. Going to take a quick little break ski right now. Hear a word from our sponsors, and then Chris and I will be back for some AEW, and uh, we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Bye. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick, you get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it- it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. 
because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's one for this uh, read at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's two for this read at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. Got to thank you to our sponsor, Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save yourself 20% off and free shipping. I forget, Brandon. Yeah. And, and, and free shipping. As I said, I've been using my uh, foot duster. My feet have been smelling great. Um, and, you know, this week I really have been about my feet, but... Anyway, manscaped.com, use the coupon code regardless. Get yourself, get yourself a buzzer. Use it on your head. I used mine on my, I got, I got those fresh blades last week, used them on my head. Oh, man. And then with the nice little uh, fresh Bic job. Oof. Take care, you, buzz your head. Yeah, keep, shave your head. You know, um, it looks like I put my head in the shine Bolo. But anyway, Brandon, what's the haps? What, what, what's going on? Not How's the much. show been so far? It's been pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you and Dave had a fantastic time. Yeah, Chamber. Raw, NXT. Yeah, NXT UK, yeah. of course. SmackDown is not happening. Yeah, I know, because Brandon's got to get on a, a jet and go to uh, Disneyland, Disney World again. I honestly don't know if I'm going to be even making it to Disney World, but... Why? I just don't know what the schedule looks like. Hmm. Okay. Rad. So, yeah, so we're recording this on a Thursday now. Um... And my week has been pretty awesome, I have to say. It's been uh, winter break here, um, and, you know, the kids have been having a blast. We, uh, the kids slept over at my in-laws' house the other day. They slept over at my parents' house last night. So me and Rachel had a nice little date night, went out to dinner, played some darts. I uh, went to the diner this morning and just got takeout food. Um, and What'd I just you get? Lot- um, I, got, I wanted chicken and waffles for some reason, so I got chicken and waffles, and it was pretty awesome. Oh, Rachel I, uh... got... Rachel got a salmon eggs Benedict. Okay, see something like that. That's fine. I, I typically, I hate when people go out to a diner or something and order eggs. Okay. Because well, I feel I... like that's something you could literally make at your house. I know, but we're and then people like you could make pancakes at your house too, and it's like eh, it's not the same. Yeah, no, these. I mean, they were definitely like bagged frozen chicken tenders that came with my waffle, but they were just so good. Uh, and also, too, you know, we went out, had some drinks last night. You know. It, and, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, we'll sleep till uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning and then wake up and go to breakfast. <laughs> nope, up at 6 o'clock. Rachel's up at 4 for some reason. Wow. Um, yeah, I guess we just missed our kids that, that much. 
But, you know, we went to, you know, um, took my son to Dave Buster's for the first time in two years this week, too, which was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the kids still got it. Uh, do, they, you know. do they still have beer pong for children? What? Yes, they do. I No, I saw that. Is that the um, most but, ridiculous you know, thing his, or what? <laughs> I think it was pretty awesome, actually. I was like, oh, beer pong. But they have this, like, four-way pong. Like, you know, like pong, and the, you know, the little ball goes back and forth. Doot, doot, doot. Yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. It was a four-way four dance. I was like, oh, man. I know they had that, that was it, uh, uh, not knock hockey, air hockey. Yeah, they have air hockey. They have uh, that, but, I think it's like a four-way air hockey that they have. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't see that one. And then the Jordan's go-to game is that they have like an Angry Birds game where you get like the balls and you have to knock them down. Right. If you do it on the first shot, you get 500 tickets. Ooh. Kid, kid did it. Still got it at him two years later. Nice. So that was cool. Yeah, and he got some, you know weird random junk at the uh the gift shop and uh it's been a fun week it's been a relaxing week there's been no sports for me so it's it was a good week to kind of just rest and reset because lacrosse season is coming and if anybody knows anything about lacrosse on long island it's like insane and it's taz <laughs> yeah it's taz yeah taz hook knows about it um it's gonna be wild and you know we've got a lot of broadcasts and stuff like that coming up so you know good way to mentally reset myself for uh, going forward and i watched a bunch of wrestling i watched a lot of wrestling this week i have a great i have a great match of the week uh and it started last friday night uh after i got home from uh work and it was uh AEW rampage which was i think it's the best hour of wrestling on television because it's just in your face go hard from open to close and it started off with uh, adam cole picking up a victory over 10 um, I like that they're putting 10 in these, like, bigger profile matches. You could say he's a homegrown talent in AEW. Um, and he, look, he looked great in here. Big guy, you know, trying to kick the uh, kick the ever-living poop out of Adam Cole. But it was the, uh, he hit, lowered the boom and uh, got the W. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't buy it, though. Why? It seemed, I don't know. For me, it was unnecessarily long. And for a guy like 10... To reverse the Panama Sunrise twice, when the last time he was on TV was losing to Moxley in two minutes. Hero ten. Yeah, but they've also they're, like they're very good with like showing stats with AEW, um, because go, I, I know I'm jumping forward. His match on on Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite. They said he's five and one, so that you know they count in the matches on Dark and Dark Elevation and stuff like that. But you know what? To each their own. Um, Next match after this was a qualifying match for the face of the revolution in which powerhouse Hobbs defeated Dante Martin. He did the Keith Lee spot. I didn't think it was good. As right? How, I, what was the point of that? You know what? I, I think Isaiah Cassidy did the flip more natural where Dante Martin, like he threw him up and he's like, let me do a swan time bomb. Huh? Which I thought was kind of cheeky, but I Hobbs like controlled most of this match too. Yeah. And I, for me, I, I would have preferred to see Dante Martin in that match, given how, like, he's really good. Yes, he's really good. And since his brother has been injured, he's been shining a lot when it comes to um, singles competition. Yeah. And I thought maybe, like, oh, they're going to build this face of the revolution ladder match up to be, like, big guys. Big, meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, <laughs> that's, there, that's we the saw Keith I Lee, of. we saw uh, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs. I was like, okay, I get it. And then Dynamite came along, and I'm like, oh, I don't get it. I Yeah, I mean, I I like 
But also, too, you have to, all three of these big guys that are in this match are not just, like, big, let me power slam a guy and punch a guy. These guys are agile dudes. We've seen what Warlow could do. Off, he's, you know, he, I've, I feel like we've seen him do a top up a Swanton Bomb. Um, we know what Keith I mean, Lee can do yeah, in the Keith air. Keith Lee is 100% like the most agile of all of them, I think. Yeah, so it's I'm I'm stoked about it. It's not, you know, a bunch of uh, high-spot flippy guys. I was hoping that they'd add Mark Henry, Big Show, and Sting in, but... I know. So we all saw your tweet on on your uh, AEW hating Twitter account. It's on an AEW Twitter <laughs> hating account. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, next up, you had a backstage promo with Tony Schiavone, Jade Cargill, and Smart Mark Sterling. Jade wants to know who's next. He's, she's the next Goldberg. And Big Money Matt Hardy comes out and says uh, the Bunny will be fa- challenging Jade on Dynamite. So cool. Uh, the, I I think Jade keeps getting better and better every single week, and I'll talk about that. Also, when we get to this match, you have the professor of pro wrestling, Serena Deeb's five-minute rookie challenge as she faces off against Angela, Angel, Angel, Angelica Risk. Okay, so I don't know why I couldn't say that today. Man. Angelica. Yeah, that's what I was trying. I was like, Angelica? But, yeah, I like these. They're fun. It you ended know, in two minutes this time. I know, a little bit, a little bit longer. Where so does this think lead to? Maybe somebody, maybe like a rookie coming in. And getting over the five five minutes, and then them working a program with Serena Deep. I think that's what it leads to. Is uh, I wonder if Kiara Hogan is like done with AEW. Why she didn't she sign? I thought so, but then she posted something on Twitter last night. Like I just want to wrestle. I don't care where it is. I just want to wrestle. Well, she I, a lot of these people that are AEW stars can wrestle wherever they want. Yeah, but I, I mean, when's the last time we saw her even on AEW? Do you, you pay attention to Dark and Dark Elevation? Maybe she's Absolutely been on not. there a lot. I only watch television. Out, so. Dark and Elevation for me is unwatchable. Only... Commentary doesn't care. Why should I? Okay, but uh, that's and that's why we have an AEW hating Twitter account. Um, it's not a hating account. Time. If if commentary doesn't care about what's going on in the ring, why should anybody watching? It's a different pro- product than what you like, Brandon. And again, wrestling is subjective. But anyway, we can both say that this main event time was awesome as Switchblade Jay White defeated Tremperetta. Um, all I could say is props to the guy in the front row with the knife pervert sign. <laughs> I was I was like, at the end of the match, I'm like, that match was awesome. But the one thing I'm going to take away from this and the one thing I'm going to say on the show was that there was a knife pervert sign, which is awesome. I saw people tweeting about that, too. I know, because it's it's been a thing for a while. I want to say, like, Chuck and Trent, like, kind of coined the phrase uh, mm. when they were, you know, when they did stuff in New Japan. Oh, we're going to face the knife pervert Jay White tonight. Um, and this is definitely a match you would have expected to see from two guys from New Japan, too. So mm-hmm. I definitely, I like that. I do think putting Jay White on a taped rampage instead of Dynamite makes it feel less special. Why? Because... Rampage sometimes is like very hit or very miss, and to have it on a taped episode when people are like, I mean, they're just about to have a live episode next week. Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental title on a taped smack. Yes, I understand that, but WWE with their taped shows, that's like a a long history of, of stuff like that. Okay, so? This, you want somebody to feel special 
coming in from New Japan to claim the Forbidden Door. To well, me, it doesn't he, feel as special. But he debuted on a live Dynamite. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the first match or whatever, you want it to be a huge match. Maybe you should be on a live Dynamite. That's my opinion. All right, well, that's I like the end again. of this match where Jay reversed the, the crunchy with the Blade Runner to pick up the victory. Yeah, the Strong Zero, it's called. Strong Zero? Yes. Who's Strong Zero? Jay White. I mean, Trent's Strong Zero into the Blade Runner. Oh, I thought he still called it Crunchy. No, it wasn't. No, it was the Dude Buster for a while. Yeah, but I, it was also it was also Crunchy. Uh, well, it was. I think it's being called the Strong Zero now, yeah. since they have a lot of ties to New Japan pro wrestling. But awesome, uh, <clears throat> awesome AEW Rampage. Let's head over to Dynamite from Wednesday night. You start off with the first of two battle royals, where the winner will go on to a tag team title match. At Revolution, and you saw Red Dragon being the final, uh, being the final team, which I like. Which I mean, it was expected. I liked it. I liked the fact that we saw the Butcher and the Blade back in the ring again. I know Andy Williams was injured for a long time, so cool. And I, I know, I know he's been on darks and elevations and stuff like that. But it's cool to see him back on Dynamite. I pop for that. What did you uh, think of the two biggest spots from this match being from people who weren't in it? Well, uh, what do you mean? With Matt Hardy saving. Um, I forget who one of the members. Of Isaiah Private Cassidy, Party. and then That's Orange right. Cassidy coming out. So it plays. Well, what do you think about that? Though? I'm fine with it. And then, but also too, you have to realize that somebody got eliminated because Bobby Fish like helped him out, so he was eliminated already. It's about Royals. Anything, yeah, anything goes. I'm. I'm I liked uh, Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know if you want to call it playing possum, maybe. Because okay. he did, I guess, have the hurt shoulder. Yeah. But I liked how he told Matt to go <laughs> eliminate Johnny and Kyle O'Reilly scooped him out of the match at the same time. I thought that was hilarious. I liked the FTR Young Bucks showdown. And I like afterwards that Dax is like, you hear what they're doing? They're like, this match has to happen again now that we can have fans in the, in the seats. And With uh, FTR and the Young Bucks? Yes. I don't understand... Like, first of all, I was very surprised when they announced that the Young Bucks and Red Dragon were going to be in the same Battle Royale. Yes. Later on in the show, I don't no, I don't get how the Bucks get to be in the match next week as well. I think we'll see the same... The same. Uh... That's what I was wondering. Are the same teams going to be in it? Do they, all the other teams get another shot? Maybe. I don't know. The The Gun Club were just, like, number one contenders. And, and they're back. Well, it just... I, I don't know. And then, like, I don't know, do we see, I mean, the acclaimed? Well, next week you have, no, that's Rampage. So you have Bowens versus somebody for... Orange Cassidy. It, it is Orange. Okay, yeah. So, Orange Cassidy for a spot in the, so maybe you see the acclaimed in there. And then it's like... And the Varsity do, Blondes. Yeah, Varsity Blondes. And then, um, I, I can't see them doing House of Black. I, why not? I mean, given the storyline that popped up now yes Which so is, it's like tag team wise i don't know who could possibly men of the year men of the year could be in there too but they're uh they're not even a part of the serpentico and luther i have yeah like... come on chaos project there's so many other teams they could put in there is angelico and jack evans still a thing angelico i feel like tweeted something yesterday like oh announcement tomorrow about my career so, I don't know what's going on with that. But I'd like to have a go. And uh, Jack Evans. Well, after that 
Tag Team Battle Royale, Hangman came out and attacked Red Dragon. Yeah, good. Which then, you know, then uh, Adam Cole comes in. This sets up uh, for next week on Dynamite. It's going to be Hangman Adam Page and his friends in the Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, who uh, was on The Art of Wrestling this week. Great interview. Go uh, go check it out. Yeah. And um, uh, what did you think of the Bucks backing off? This is a big, like... I mean, we didn't speak about it with the Impact Wrestling. Bullet Club is going through many different <laughs> stages of what is going on. Yes, as we saw, you know, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to mention it after Rampage, and I forgot to. Um, but, you know, Jay White was, he was on Rampage on Friday. He was at No Surrender on Saturday, beating Eric Young. And then also, too, kind of saying that he's bringing back to the Bullet Club to what it used to be. And turning on Grills Destiny, bring back in the Good Brothers. I'm about it. You it's know? funny because it's like, remember, everyone's like, Bullet Club is fine. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, they're not. This is very confusing. Yes. The, the Young Bucks, are they going to eventually join back in? Adam Page is the champion of AEW going against the Young Bucks, but the Young Bucks are backing off. The Adam Cole is going against the Young Bucks. Red Dragon is, you know. Yeah. It's It's wild. There's a lot of layers. It's like but a 13-layer chocolate cake. Adam Cole attacked, or went to go attack Adam Page, and Adam Page beat him up. Yeah. Red Dragon saved him before he got the buck shot, and then Johnny Silver threw Kyle O'Reilly back in for <laughs> some reason. But you even mentioned uh, John Silver had like four eliminations. Yes. I right? saw he tweeted out, I'm basically the Long Island Kane or something like that. Perfect. I thought that was funny. Fantastic. But uh, Kyle O'Reilly got hit with the buck shot, collapsed in the ring, looked great. Made me believe in that move. And uh, then we had story time with Hangman Adam Page. Which I, th- I, I thought that was, you know, a nice little, you know, jab at Adam Cole. You, Adam Cole outside the ring. It's it's Cole. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, they have a big uh, matchup for the AEW World title at coming up at Revolution. Are you starting? This is one thing I was thinking about when I was watching this. Are you kind of starting to believe... Because you're like, I don't know about Hangman Page, Page's no. reign. No, it's fallen off for me. It's fallen off for you. Okay, again, AEW hating Twitter account. It's <laughs> not. What do you mean? It fell off for you too. Come on. No, I still think he's fine. I told you, when he had that match with Brian Danielson, he had two awesome matches with Brian Danielson, matches with Candy Omega. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but did I, it do not I think Adam put... for you after Danielson? No. I mean, I, I was like, what's the, the the what next for him? But now they've kind of picked up the story with Adam Cole, which I'm about. Do I see Adam Cole winning? No, because as I said, I think the next world champion is going to be MJF. And we should talk about MJF and uh, a promo that people are calling a promo of the ages. Because he know, loves wrestling. He loves wrestling. He loves CM Punk. You know, he talked about it being having ADHD, trying out for the football team. Bring his religious views into it, which I thought was a little odd. You know, I, well, he was just well. I mean, it was just basically saying like he wanted to do certain things, and certain people were very anti-Semitic towards him. And where he thought he was going to find new friends, he didn't. They were being anti-Semitic towards him, and his only real escape yeah. was professional wrestling. And it, a very, this is a very baby face promo. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's I don't like know if people hey, were cheering anti-Semitism or not. That was a bit weird. You know, you know people have cheered worse things at wrestling events. Shelton's uh, mama. I no, think no, I've, I've heard that cheered at a wrestling event before. That's I think not worse <laughs> than cheering anti-Semitism. 
But, um, but yeah, I thought it was a fantastic promo. He spoke about that day being the same day that he went, he got to meet his hero CM Punk and he just wanted to be like CM Punk. And then fast forward a few years later, he spoke about how CM Punk left WWE, leaving everyone leaving. He was the voice of the voiceless. He now left the, the voiceless voiceless. Yes, he did. I thought it was a fantastic promo. CM Punk came out, no music, and uh, asked him, he's like, is it real? MJF sitting there crying. What I would have liked to have seen, MJF beat the absolute hell out of CM Punk right there. But I don't think, I think this is... Definitely not necessary, though. It's not necessary. I think this is more of a cerebral um, feud. And I will say it right here. I'm making my prediction, even though I'll be making my predictions next week also. I think MJF's going to win this match. I hope so. I I think so. I think three it's victories, three victories over CM Punk. Fan. Fantastic promo. Yeah, is it? You think it like out of the very short career that we've seen of MJF so far? Do you think this is one of his best promos of all time? Do you think ten years from now he'll still be remembered for this promo? It's a possibility. He's spoken about the the quarters thing before, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I don't remember that, but... Um, Not on, like, TV or anything, but, like, in, in interviews. Okay. Okay, so... I, so. But I'm not, I'm not saying just, just that. I'm saying, like, the delivery and the emotion and everything like that that went in, involved into it. Do you think, you know, we'll be talking about that this for years to come? I'll remember it. All right. Awesome. At least I hope I remember it, and 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 that's what and that's what they want. Uh, next up, you had the death triangle of Pac and the new incarnation of Penta El Ziermiero. He is not Penta El Ziermiero. He is Penta Oscuro. He's a more dark and you violent can just say side. Pentagon Dark. It's what it translates to. I know, but <laughs> they they're calling him Penta. Oscuro, I think it's for so. trademark purposes. They can't yes, call him Pentagon Dark, but. Uh, defeated the Kings of Black Throne, but Brody King and Malachi Black. Dope um, new entrance for Pentagon Dark, by the way. I liked it. I liked him coming back from behind the tombstone. I like that they're giving Alex Abrahantes like more of like the gimmick to it, kind of like his Paul Bearer, you could say. <laughs> yeah, it came out looking like uh, it was a Darth Vader without his helmet on or something. Uh, no, not Darth Vader. Um, he looked like uh, Emperor Palpatine a little bit. Or Palpatine, whatever. I don't know. Very cool. Very hard hit. Darth Vader still got that white face though. He did. Um, yes and no. You know, you only see him one time on Mass at the end, but he doesn't. I think he looks more like a Palpatine. Uh, anyway, because he's got the hood gimmick. Yeah, yeah. So Penta picks up the victory, uh, back and forth, beating up afterwards. Malachi Black's gonna go through the shovel. And the abrupt take... ending though came about because the roll up. Black went for the mist, and Penta held his mouth. So Malachi like Black was kind of choking on that mist. I like that though. That's a you know. I don't think we've seen that from people like blowing out mist as people like shoving it right back in their mouth. It's I mean we could have, but I don't remember it right now, but he went out, he had to rinse his mouth and everything while Brody King continued the attack. And Black, like you said, he grabbed Penta's shovel and went to basically I mean slice Penta's neck open or whatever. Cut his head off with the shovel. That looks like the, a very the lights, pointy the shovel. The lights go off and Jim Ross is pissed. <laughs> Again? They went, I feel like they went off like 17 times. In Again? This... The lights are off? The lights are on? <laughs> Why is this happening? Why? 
And then Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews shows up and has a stare down with Malachi Black and eventually beats down Penta and Pac and stomped Penta into the chair and Penta got up and left, which was bizarre. <laughs> and then went, got back, left and then went back into the ring. Um, but I'm just so happy that how long have I been waiting or wanting Buddy Murphy and AEW here? Yes, I know. And you finally got it. But it's cool. I mean, they foreshadowed this last week in, their, in the House of Black promo. But I feel like Buddy Murphy doesn't, like, fit with the three of them. He's like he the doesn't one... have tattoos. <laughs> he doesn't have tattoos. He doesn't have Storyline-wise, though, if you're a fan of, of WWE, you know the history between Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. So... To me, like that fits in right there. And no, it does. Had, it totally like, fits the... in. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm cool. Uh, I'm cool about it. What I I said last week about trios titles. Perfect team to put trio titles on. Have them in the Death Triangle once Ray Phoenix comes. I think Ray Phoenix is coming back soon. I think. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I think he's advertised for a, a Mexican show, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, neither do I. Um. But again, two teams that you, you could use trio titles on. Awesome. Next up, a very scathing promo between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho <laughs> hyping up their match going towards Revolution. Um, I thought it was funny. Eddie Kingston's like, I just want to fight. And if you're not here to fight, I don't care. Like, Tony, come out here. Book Chris Statlander versus Willow Nightingale. I don't want to be I here. I like that. And I, I, I know. And then I know um, a lot of people, like, Willow Nightingale was kind of blowing up last night on, uh, on social media. And, she, and she's like, Hey, is anything happening tonight? What's going on? <laughs> I thought it was so funny because it's like that's that's a major thing that gets called out on AEW programming is it's not funny. having enough women. And for Eddie Kingston to be there and be like, I don't care about this and segment. I, how over was he last yeah. night, Eddie Kingston? But and then no, he I'll... he mentioned the whole sports entertainment being right down the road from from WWE headquarters, and Jericho's like, Well, I'm gonna go on and do this anyway. And a uh, big uh, Triple H name drop, by the way. Triple H name drops. <laughs> One person they did not mention in here was Cody. They said, "Oh yeah, when you had your promo against, uh, you know, what's his name?" I thought yeah. that was uh, I thought that was interesting. Jericho saying that when he, when he heard the hype of Eddie Kingston coming, and he thought it was uh, Eddie Edwards. Another guy. That's an no interesting guy. name drop there. I know another guy from No Surrender. I know we haven't really spoke about it a lot, but it turned on uh, Team Impact to align himself with uh, Honor No More. Josh. Nice. Oh, right. Never mind. Eddie Edwards. I was about to, I thought Eddie for Edwards, some reason yeah. I was thinking of Josh Alexander. I was like, he's not even. He's not even allowed to come to the United States right now to work. Which yeah, kind of unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But somebody should sign him. But back and forth, it's just kind of setting up their match at Revolution. And Chris Jericho saying, if you win, I'll shake your hands. And that's it. I feel like that's going to happen. I, I, I hope Jericho, so. Because Jericho, obviously, I think in this, to me, Jericho's coming in as the heel. Which heel. is not. I don't know if you want to have Chris Jericho as the heel right now. I know, but it's a way to get Eddie Kingston over more than he is. Well, that's why I think the, the the handshake will happen. Yes, that's why I think Eddie Kingston's winning. I'm just going to go off of all of my predictions now. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've so far I'm I'm a two for two agreeing with you. Yeah. So all right, cool. So the then card I'll... is basically out. I don't know how much could change from aside from the the one other tag team, which is I... obviously the Young Bucks. Like I know, well, but I have I have a special segment planned for our predictions for next week for. Revolution, so because it's the Chris show next week, folks, you're all screwed. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, next up, you have another qualifying match for the face of the Revolution match. Uh, Absolute Ricky Starks defeats Ten. I mentioned it before. I'm I'm glad he's getting some more hi- highlights here. 
Um, I didn't realize this was about to be for the, the ladder match spot. You didn't? No. I think they, they hyped it on social and stuff like that. I Yeah, I guess they did, but this crowd was dead. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. This, to me, felt like a Rampage match. <laughs> I don't think this needed to take place on Dynamite. But I, I like Ricky Starks being here. Now you can play the story that, you know, two members of Team FTW are in this match. Yeah, Team Taz. They can they, help. They, they can... even said that backstage. Yeah. I didn't like the end of this match, though, where it's like Ricky spe- Starks he... was pulling Ten's mask off and Ten had to let go because we've never seen his face before. Yeah, I like, thought we had. He was a, he was a, like a, we've seen an enhancement no talent. Sense. Brother, that's why that spot made Stop no sense. Stop using the word brother. I can't. I'm sick of the word brother. It I'm made no it. sense as to why, like, why could, why did he have to stop if his mask was coming off? We have seen your face. It didn't make sense. Yeah, and, and like a spear. He hits him with two discus lariats. He kicks out, and then Ricky Starks hits a spear, and he gets one, two, three. Yeah, and then later on, Ricky Starks cut Keith Lee off. And, ah, it uh, was a great. That was funny. Because apparently yeah, they and have Keith Lee said that Texas. the only person he knows in that match is Ricky Starks. And then he comes up and goes, oh, hey, hey, how's it going, Ricky Starks? <laughs> I, I laughed pretty hard at that one. Um, yeah, so uh, next up, your TBS women's champion, Jay Cargill, is now 28-0 as she defeats the Bunny in a great match. I thought this match was awesome. I watched Rampage and completely forgot this match was taking place on Dynamite. Oh, really? It was like, it was about to be like the end of the show already. I'm like, is there not a a woman on this show right now? Yeah, and it, well, they had... Earlier, didn't they? They aired a video package. Yeah, which is hyping up uh, Thunder Rosa, your next uh, baby face of the women's division. And then you have Jade Cargill here, who's now 28 No, I thought this was a great match. I liked the end spot where she's going for the you know the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole, and she reverses it into the Jaded. I liked I, the interaction between Matt Hardy and Smart Mark, where Matt we need, Hardy we need distracted a- the referee while tossing in the brass knuckles. And, and on the other side... Smart Mark tossed in the, the title, and they both clashed with each other with the, the <laughs> weapons. And then Aubrey is, like, obnoxious, like, you're out of here yeah. for both of them, which I, th- I thought was funny. Um, and I said it on Twitter last night. We need a Matt Hardy versus Smart Mark. There's tuxedo matches, but we need, like, a suit match between these two guys because both of them rocking some real serious suits recently. So, and Maybe it'll be on the buy-in. Maybe it'll be on – no, it won't be on the bottom. Mark still has a broken, you know, neck or is – neck is aggravated. Um, I liked Jade with the green hair because she's money, uh, which is cool. <laughs> and then after the match, gets on the fo- – gets on the uh, gets on the stick, shuts down uh, Tony Schiavone, says she's going to – she's 28 now. She's 50 now. Who's next? Who's left? And then Ty Cotty walks out and says she's going to beat her ass. And there's a pull apart. There's a pump kick, which looks sick. And then uh, Anna Jay comes out with a steel chair. Yeah, well, the bunny attacked Ty Conti. They have history. They do have history. And then right. Anna Jay that, uh, came Ill- out really slow. Well, like, you're like, you hear the crowd, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, no, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, like, five hours later, and then it, <laughs> she comes at the steel chair. So, cool. Made right, hey, what, what, but before I said, said it, Jade, every week, I think is getting better. And you can see that in the ring. Well, um, now she's training with Brian Danielson, apparently. So yeah, so hopefully she does improve a lot. Hopefully she she keeps improving and she gets more violent. And speaking of violence, also Brian Danielson earlier in the night gave an interview, name dropping William Regal as his mentor. He well he can. And he was like, and that's why I want to mentor Daniel Garcia right now. Who's mentoring him? Two What have they ever done? 
And then 2.0 basically yelled it at Brian Danielson about <laughs> what he said. And Garcia's like, I don't need it. Well, he did not need it because he, I think he stood his own against Brian Danielson. Was he, did he win? Nope. Brian Danielson won, but this was a hard hitting wrestling match. I, the, I couldn't believe the fans were shockingly dead for this too. And well, I, I wish this match was longer. I wish the fans were actually into it. I, I was comp- confused by the fans that were like just not doing anything. I thought it was great. Also, too, yeah, it, it was. It, it, I it was one of the better matches that we get on Dynamite, and the fans just didn't care. So hopefully, I, like what? Rampage isn't the same. No, it's not. Well, also, too, you, you can't put. It's also, it's the Connecticut crowd. You know, if it was in New York, maybe it'd be different. If it was in Philly, it would be different. Connecticut crowd, they should love Brian Danielson. They should love Brian Danielson. Also, Uh, uh, Brian Danielson winning with that triangle choke with the bicep pose again. I like that. that. I liked the hitting the tiger suplex into the cattle mutilation. Yeah. That was was very cool. Very, very nice. And then 2.0 attacked Brian Danielson afterwards and... John Moxley came out to make the save, and they gave him the new Danielson. Jack treatment. <laughs> His music just kept playing as he's clearing the ring. Brian Danielson agreed to a match with John Moxley at Revolution, and he's like, "Don't be surprised if you're the only one bleeding." Oh man! So do you think we're going to get this up more and more? Then? I would love to. See, I don't. Wanna, you don't need John Moxley in it. That's the thing. I also <laughs> you definitely don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You have Brian Danielson. You have Daniel Garcia. You have Willie. You just kind of with the best friends, but like you'd have to get him away somehow. And then who was the guy that he faced last week that I thought was really awesome? Lee Moriarty. Oh, Lee Moriarty too. Absolutely. And then I heard like there was rumors like swirling around the internet all day yesterday that yeah, Josh Gresham, uh, Jonathan Gresham was backstage at him. It was backstage at AEW. What a great guy to add to a stable like that. And then there's rumors that Swerve Scott could be signed right now with AEW. Nobody knows. No one knows anything. What do we know? We don't know anything. We're just uh, two uh, wrestling fans. I like to talk about uh, the week of wrestling on a podcast. So next week is the road to Revolution as we're going to have. Well, next week I'll talk about Rampage. We'll talk about Dynamite. We'll talk about predictions for Revolution and run down the card. But another solid week of All Elite Wrestling action. Uh, and on the, that note, uh, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week comes this week from Prestige Wrestling. Brandon, have you heard about this, this company? I've heard of Prestige. I don't know what you're about to drop, though. I'm about to drop Taya Valkyrie versus Drexel oh. in an unsanctioned match from Prestige Rose Lane 2 that happened this past weekend. Um, Big buzz I, around this event. It was, I watched it, IWTV. If, if uh, you know, you, you need to fix a wrestling, you know, uh, go <laughs> IWTV. Oh uh, and uh, you could watch everything and anything. So that's, I've been watching a lot of that. This match was awesome. I said it when the WWE signed her that she is a complete package, that you should just put her on the main roster. They didn't, unfortunately. And she proved it in this match that she can do it. She was at, at AAA the night before, then flew to Portland and did this match. There was a staple gun spot. There was a door spot. There was um, a run-in from Athena that's going to set up a match going forward on their next event. Um, and I really think that, what, you know, we always we talk about the people that are going to flourish post-WWE. 
She flourished before WWE, and I think she's going to flourish after WWE. And I think, again, I'll say it like I just said it a minute ago. She's a complete package of a wrestler and as a yeah. superstar. Uh, but this, I mean, not just this match. This event was great. You had TV Richards versus Malachi Black, which is awesome. I said they set up um, they set up Ty Valkyrie versus Athena, for FKA Amber Moon. So uh, go check it out. Find a way to watch it. Prestige Wrestling, I think they're going to be one of those promotions that are going to cause a bunch of buzz this year going forward. So, very cool. And on that note, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hi, this is Casey Kasem. And up next on the American Top 40, Brandon Shoutout. The first shoutout goes to Arthur, as in the children's show, based on the books created by Mark Brown. Because it ended... This week, after 25 years, now I'm going to be telling you the truth. I did not know it was still a thing. (laughs) Obviously, I haven't watched it in years, but like it was a favorite show of mine as a kid. And uh, I definitely do remember reading some of those books, but it's like truly an end of an era here. They're going to live on forever through PBS reruns, I believe, but... I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Ziggy Marley's Believe in Yourself song Mm -hmm. being one of the best TV show theme songs in history. But uh, did you see anything about Arthur or no? Um, I did not see anything about Arthur. I said I saw something like I saw a picture and I didn't look into them growing up. Yeah, that's how it ended. They they ended up growing up and uh, it was very like, I think I believe the word would be meta because they're as children they're in the library and the librarian who was mark brown suggests arthur to take a book on drawing or whatever mm-hmm. and then years go by and they show the the what everybody's up to for some reason brain wasn't there but arthur becomes a graphic novelist and ends up writing arthur the graphic novel and it's literally the very first episode that we saw of Arthur. I'm not sure if it was the very first book ever written by Mark Brown, but it was about Arthur's glasses. I'm pretty sure that was the very first episode of Arthur and that was what Arthur wrote. Uh-huh. So I thought huh. that was pretty cool. And the original actor that played Arthur way back when, 25 years ago, came back to voice an adult Arthur. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, that's my first shout-out. Next up goes to Ron Simmons, because he was a guest on the Broken Skull session this week, last week. I really enjoyed this episode. And we also found out that he's going to be in WW2K22, so I think that's pretty cool. That's very cool. He had to change his name. They spelled Farouk wrong at first, and then they corrected that. Oh, no. Yeah, they also spelled Tommaso wrong. Oh, double no. Yeah. But it's cool. I would definitely suggest checking out the episode with Ron Simmons on it. The last shout-out goes to Gary Brooker, who unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 76. He was the lead singer and songwriter of Procol Harum, where I'm sure, I mean, you've probably heard their, I think their most famous song would be A Whiter Shade of Pale, which to me I think is one of like the greatest songs ever written and sung. In my opinion. I have to hear it in order to know it. Yeah. Um, 
And I wish I got to see him live. I never had the chance to. I got to hear Alexa Ray Joel sing that song live, so I just wish I could have seen him do it. But uh, my condolences go out to his family, his friends, fans around the world. And those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Right, our mark out moment of the week. What you got, B Dog? Well, I forgot to mention last week I saw a commercial for Bob's Discount Furniture, and they were going through all like the famous Bob's and stuff, and and um, I think what's his name was even it, Vanilla Ice, and one of the Bob's that they got together was Bobby Lashley. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. And I thought it was funny because I saw this commercial. I think it aired during SmackDown uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago or something. It had to be way before that, actually. Maybe it was before last week because then I saw the Super Bowl ad. And a Super Bowl ad was very similar to this. I forget what name it was, though. The Joe, uh, Nick Jonas was in it. I don't. I, I forget who they were remember. assembling. They were assembling a bunch of uh, famous people, but Tom, mm-hmm. they were f- assembling a bunch of famous Joneses. Nice, because Tom Jones was playing in the background, mm-hmm. and Nick Jonas showed up. I got nothing. But uh, I also uh, kind of marked out. Not much is known about it yet, but Machine Gun Kelly is going to be a playable character. As part of uh, DLC for WW2K22. Yeah, now you can powerbomb him as many times as you want. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, they're not... They announced the soundtrack for WW2K22, which he curated. And on it, it says, and more. But if you click into the Apple Music version or the Spotify version, you see that Bad Bunny is on the soundtrack. And... For them to not include Bad Bunny on that press release makes me question if maybe the reason why they're not including him in the press release is because they're going to have his own, he's going to have his own press release as part of perhaps a DLC character as well. He definitely could be, you know, that'd be awesome. For me, I thought for sure months ago, I'm like, brother, after WrestleMania, 100%, I'm like, he should 100%, I thought he was going to be the the special pre-order bonus. Yeah, I agree. Now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) I feel like whatever we're getting this year was definitely planned for last year's game. Could be. It just hit me, because everything special last year with Undertaker took place. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the NWO, that was the Hall of Fame supposed to be in 2020. Yeah, that's I very wonder. true. You know, for me, uh, you alluded it to earlier. I, I saw, I actually, I was driving on uh, Merrick Road and I ended up seeing uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers. Brian Myers, brother. Yeah, Brian Myers, uh, local, well, I guess not local. But, local legend. <laughs> yeah, Long Island. Long Island local uh, celebrity. Should have um, given the old Beepski. 
Yeah, right. Um, but one of the other things that, that I really mark, I like, sorry, I didn't really mark out for it. <laughs> uh, something that I really marked out for was the NBA All Star Game. I marked out for that a lot. For <laughs> the NBA All Star Game, where they had the uh, that picture photo op that you sent me. I don't know where they had Which... all the the celebrity or the uh, all the uh, NBA players get together, and Dennis Rodman crashed it. Well, no, like Dennis, Dennis Rodman was part of them. Was he? Yeah, yeah. It looked like they were trying to tell him to get off the stage. No, they were telling. So Dennis Rodman took off his jacket. Like everybody, oh. everybody's taking the picture with their jacket on and stuff, and Rodman's taking off his jacket and like See, that's he's all in thought, sweats. That's why I thought he wasn't part of the photo op. No, yeah, he was. A, he's he's a legend, you know. Well, he was included. I, they had yes, yeah. They had they brought out all of these old school legends. They had the reuniting of Dennis Rodman and uh, and Michael Jordan, and they had so many of the greats coming out, and it was just so cool to see them out there. It'd be um, cool if we got Dennis Rodman in a video game. Yeah, they definitely have to have him in a video game at some point. But as in like yeah, WWE, yeah. not obviously he's probably in the the other two K series. Yeah, and like Dennis Rodman, just like I don't know, I'm a big fan of all of these uh, basketball players growing up. I mean, it was, you know? Yeah, it was our childhood. Yeah, so seeing all of them, it was great. You had like Patrick Ewing. Yeah, they had everybody there. Everybody. So it was really cool. They did have some people that weren't there. Larry Johnson wasn't there. Larry Johnson wasn't there, but they had a lot of great players. So I definitely marked out for that. No offense to uh to Brian Myers, but the NBA All Star Game definitely was my mark out moment of the week. One hundred percent. Larry Johnson was he involved with wrestling? Uh, I don't think so. He just had a split persona grandmama. I think, I think PWS brought him in once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I think they did. I yeah. also popped at the Goldbergs this week. This is completely a spoiler, but at this point I don't care. No offense to anybody. Um, but Barry was going over... They they were playing a game on the show, and they were trying to get him to guess um, clues for the game. It's like basically like the heads up gimmick, mm-hmm. and I think it was something that like it was like a childhood thing that he wanted to be or something. And he's guessing all these things, and one of the things that he dropped was the Intercontinental Champion. So I thought that was funny. That's cool. Yeah, but uh, that's the markout moment of the week. That's episode 577. Thank you all so much for checking it out and listening to us. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at MarkinOut at BTTG161. That's the same as Instagram. Chris Sweendog on Twitter. Instagram is CMSweeney85. David PTDPT on both Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash MarkinOut. For Instagram and YouTube, it's marking out 11. Like Dave said earlier, you can follow us on TikTok. Go to prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Pick up some merchandise. We would greatly appreciate that. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. Um, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, leave reviews, rate, review, subscribe. 
And of course, you could check it out on markingout.com. For Chris, Dave, and me, we wish you the, the best, best of luck in your in future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh.